Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, thank you. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I wanted to add a fireplace to my house, and I was just curious, is that a major project? And about, do you have any clue, like, what we're looking at as far as cost to do something like that? Well, I guess the first question I would ask you is, what do you think, a, What can you define what a major project would be? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> That's always a loaded house. question, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I mean, I was just thinking if, you know, is it major to, you've got an existing house, just to, if right. you want to add one to your living room, is that is that major? It really depends on what you want to put in for a fireplace. And, and I say that because if you want to put a brick fireplace, you know, where it comes outside and you got the chimney going all the way up and all that stuff, yeah, that's going to be a pretty major job. And you're probably going to be looking at something in the... Uh, eight to fifteen thousand range, depending on the stuff okay. that you pick to do it. Okay. However, if you want to just have a nice fireplace in the in the house, you know you can build a fireplace in the house without pushing the wall out, uh, and and take everything up through the ceiling and up through the roof, you know, just like it should. Uh, mm -hmm. for a heck of a lot less money and it's still going to be a major project but it, it's the advantage to doing it that way where you don't have the box pushing out is in our soils everything's going to move a little bit eventually mm -hmm. and when a fireplace like that's added and you put all extra brick on it and all that stuff I can guarantee you it's always going to be an issue oh uh, okay okay so what do you recommend and just um if it was me, if at all possible, I would either pick a, a a whole wall that I could use where I put a fireplace kind of in in the middle of that wall and maybe shelves or or something on each side or into a corner fireplace. I okay. actually like the corner fireplaces myself. Well, but, actually, that's what I was kind of thinking. I have a spot in it's uh, a corner. Oh, perfect then. Okay. And you can you can get you got two choices then you can get a freestanding uh, fireplace and you can either okay. go with gas or wood burning doesn't matter uh, mm -hmm. and it, it, that would not be a major ordeal to put in it, and it all depends on how you want to trim it out you know you can get some of them that are like a Ben Franklin stove where it's freestanding you can get others where it's going to look just like it was built as part of the house. You can even even put a brick veneer on it or sheetrock or uh, a limestone, you know, t depending on how you want the decor in that room to be. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Ah, let's see here. Oh, you know, I love a fireplace. I have one in my house, and I've had a house without a fireplace. And I know we don't hardly use the things at all, but you know what? It's there on those cold nights when you want it. And where I really love having it, I don't care if i got to turn the air conditioner on. Come Thanksgiving and Christmas, if it's just the slightest chill outside, I'm going to turn that fireplace on. And, yes, I do have to start the air conditioner sometimes because fireplace I have puts out some serious heat. Jackie, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hi, 
Hi, Jim. I have a question on a room addition to our house. Uh-huh. Um, what we already have a carport with foundation that has the roof on it, and we're looking at expanding and adding on to our carport or enclosing it in. Um, would it be possible to add a bathroom on top of concrete? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, it's it, it's done all the time, and and really, you know, the bigger thing isn't can they add a bathroom there as as much as is there any plumbing that you can reasonably get to to have water and a sewer drain. There is when our home builder built our home. There is like a big round clean out uh, where like you can connect like an RV. Okay. Would that work? Or do you have to have some... Yeah, as long, yeah, if there's a pipe over in that area, that's all you got to have is something that you can tie into. Awesome. Okay, uh, I do have one more question in sure. regards to the addition. Um, if we enclose that in, you know, we want to gain that space again for a carport. Um, pouring uh, concrete, do you recommend pouring concrete right next to to it to make like another carport would that be possible to tie that in or would you recommend doing that separate you could do it either way uh if you're going to tie it in because and, and you, you said something in the beginning that this was done when the house was built and it's it sounds like it's already got beams on it and everything so you shouldn't have problems building it in but you'll want to verify that it does okay. typically when it has the roof built on as part of the house it uh-huh. normally will already have beams like a normal foundation does. Okay. But if you're going to add on to it, what I typically do is dig my beams down to the same depth as the beams are on the original home. Okay. And then I'll go a little bit further and back underneath that beam just a little bit. So I'm pouring concrete that's encasing the original beam so that it ties it all together. I drill rebar holes into the original beam, angling them up and down, and insert half-inch rebar in there to tie everything together nice and tight, and you'll be fine. Okay. Uh, how much could I expect on a room addition? Like, what I, if I already have the foundation, if I already have, like, let's say, the, the roof, how much can I look to spend on a room addition? It's really all going to depend on how much you want to put into the flooring, uh, what you're going to do on the walls, and all that stuff. That's really where the, the money comes in. Doing the framing and, and, and that part is actually not very expensive at all. You're only talking a, a few thousand for that. But, okay. you know, the difference of cost of putting in a, uh, a tile floor, for instance, versus imported marble... Right. I mean, you know, it can be 10 times the cost. Right. So that's that's, that's the, the numbers where you're looking at. Uh, it, it just depends on how you're going to, how your finishes are going to be. Okay. Well, it's for an aging parent, and so we're trying to accommodate them. And, you know, it's, a, it's the size of a carport, so. Yeah. And trying to make a bathroom for them. You know, realistically... Uh, if you don't go hog wild with your finishes, just go with regular sheetrock and texture and paint it, uh, you know, reasonable price floors, things like that. Um, 
you can probably build this out since you've already got the foundation and you've got the roof for something in the 50, maybe up to 70 a square foot. Okay. And you maybe All can right. do it for less than that depending on, you know, how the things are already put together. But, I mean, that's that's kind of sure. giving you a, a range. Right. I mean, just well, just to give you an idea, if you were building brand new construction right. and nothing was there yet, uh, the dirt cheapest you would get something done right now is probably around eighty to eighty-five dollars a square foot. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. Um, one more question about this: um, in regard to a septic tank, that's what we have. We are out in stage. Stagecoach Magnolia area. Um, uh -huh. My house is not that big, but it's it's built well. Uh, how many people can you accommodate on a septic tank? I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. It all depends on the leach field, how big a leach field they put in, and that's normally uh, what they base it on. So, w the original house, what size is it? How, how many bedrooms uh, and such? Well, it's. 1,700 square feet, so three bedrooms is what we okay. have. Okay. And how many people are living in it now? Four. Uh, you may start having some issues with a septic system if you start adding, say, two more people into the mix. Uh, you're you're to move away. <laughs> There's a project, one's a dentist, and he's about to move and get married so <laughs> i'm hoping that yeah you know, <laughs> they tend to boomerang will. on you sometimes though you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh realistically the worst comes to worse as long as you're in an area where they'll allow it you can add more leach field okay. to make the system accommodate more okay. worst case scenario you get into putting in an aerobic system Okay. And and I have an aerobic system at my house. I replaced my septic. And the aerobic system is is as close to being on city sewer as you're going to get. You don't have to worry about how much water you're using and stuff like that. You still have to be a little careful uh that you're not putting don't use I don't have a garbage disposal in my house because I right, I'm on either. septic and or right. uh, the aerobics now but uh, as far as showering and bathing and all that stuff, I don't even worry about it in the least. In fact, I got a tankless water heater so we can take extra long showers. What an aerobics does is process just like city sewage does through three separate tanks, and then it sprinkles it out on the yard. So whether it has to sprinkle every day or it has to sprinkle once every three or four days, it doesn't matter. It processes just like a, a regular sewage system does. Okay. I'm not sure if that's what I have. I have these big green dome things out in the yard. I'm not oh. sure if that's a, it. Yeah, sounds that like, it sounds like you have an aerobic system already. And if, if you do, you have three of them, right? Three green domes that are probably yep. about four feet apart each. Uh-huh. I do. Yep. You have an aerobic system already, so you don't need to worry about it. Oh, good. It's about an acre of land, so um, it, there's enough room, I'm guessing, for all of that. Yep. Yeah, you're good. Okay. okay. Well, good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. You have a wonderful time, and I, and I hope the addition comes out great for you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Bye.
Bye. Bye bye. Just a reminder: it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Okay, this one comes from uh, Gerald in Burton, Texas. He's got some new. He just bought four by fours treated that I want to keep as straight as possible prior to installing. We'll just keep them out of the sun, keep them straight. If so, how long? Thanks. Truthfully, treated four by fours are miserable. Any treated lumber is miserable to keep straight because as it dries, the wood will typically try to twist on you. And that's what throws them out of being straight. Uh, that's the reason, you know, your higher priced lumber that's treated like that is kiln dried. That's already had the moisture taken out of it once to keep it uh, nice and straight. But in general, the, the 4 by 4s we get, that's not the case. And so you want to dr uh, dry it out slowly. Uh, and keeping it out of the sunlight will definitely help. What makes them twist is when the moisture exits quickly. Got part of it still wet, part of it not, and that's where it'll start drying and twisting on you. So it, it, it's a tough thing. Truly, if you want to do the best you can to try to keep them straight, you strap all of them together and try to hold a tight bundle that won't allow one board to twist without the others. And the force of one against the other tends to keep them straight. Once they've dried out, if they're still straight, they should stay straight for you. So hopefully that'll help you out with that. Uh, not one of those things that's easy to take care of, but I, I understand. You know, you're putting in fence posts or building a porch swing or something like that, and you want nice straight boards. Doggone, when they start twisting, it's a mess. And that's one of the reasons when I'm doing a fence, I don't like using uh, treated pickets. I'll use treated fence posts anymore. I like using the metal fence posts because I don't have to worry about them twisting. My rails going across, I'll use treated 2x4s. And for some reason, they usually do okay. On my fence pickets, I don't care to use treated. I'll typically use cedar. And the reason for it, they don't twist as they dry. And you can put some ready seal on them. They stay looking great for years after that. So uh, that's just a little tidbit of information, you know. But the the cedar is typically a better board as far as not having to worry about it twisting. Uh, but it's also a softer board, and so you can have some issues with that. But most fences, they look good when you build them out of cedar. I'm looking for the pressure regulator for the soaker hose, like the one in the YouTube video that I can't find where to buy one. Okay, and what Zane's talking about is we have a video out that shows how to install soaker hoses around your foundation to maintain the moisture content to keep you from having settlement. Well, they are hard to find. Uh, typically, you in your box stores are only going to find them uh, seasonal, and usually it's in the spring. And since we're late in the year right now, they've already put up a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, you, you'll have trouble even finding soaker hoses and, and uh, things. But you can go online and order it. Uh, you know, you can find them online through Amazon and different places. Ewing, 
irrigation supply and Longhorn irrigation supply. I believe both carry them as well. And uh, those are stores that you'd be able to walk into, and they are regular irrigation supply stores. The advantage you'll have by going to a store like Ewing, and that's E-W-I-N-G, or going to Longhorn Irrigation Supply is you can get the pressure you want. Typically, the box stores are only carrying the 25 PSI. And when you put soaker hoses out, you want to drop the city pressure down, typically down to 15. You can get up to 25, but the higher the pressure goes, the more water you get at the beginning of the hose and less at the end. If you run at full city pressure, which runs anywhere from 50 to 80 PSI, you get a lot of water at the beginning of a soaker hose and hardly anything at the end of it. So by dropping the pressure, it balances it out where you get an even water dispersal. And that's the reason uh, you, you want to find those pressure regulators or pressure reducers. Uh, but like I said, either Ewing Irrigation Supply or Longhorn Plumbing Supply. Let's head to Cyprus. And Ed, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. I have a uh, air vent from the air conditioning uh, in my master bath about three feet from the shower overhead. Now, this is a 1970s house that used to have a fur down over that shower. I never had any condensation on that vent before then. But um, a year or so ago, we remodeled. And so the ceiling of the shower, you know, goes all the way up to the ceiling of the uh, of the bathroom, okay? Right. And so I get condensation on that air vent. When I get out of the shower, I have to take a towel and get up there and dry that air vent. Is there? And there is a, a vent fan between the vent and the shower, but that makes no difference. Is there any way to uh, stop that condensation? That's how far away is it? From the shower, it's about three feet. Okay. And it only does it when you when you take in a, a like a hot shower, right? That's correct. And doesn't do it in the uh, in the um, you know when the heat's on in the winter. It doesn't do it then. Does it in summer? <laughs> you know when the air conditioning yeah. is on. Now what's happening is it's the cold air meeting the warm air from the shower and, and it's causing it to sweat. But, you know, typically with that cold air blowing through it there, it should not be doing that. Uh, I'm wondering, and this is purely speculation on this, if there's not a small leak at that register there from the attic. And so there's already some warm air there. And when you add the humidity from the shower... It allows it to sweat immediately. That's a pretty good theory. Now, so you're saying, and, and I'm trying to get to where it could be looked at, just where the, uh, you know, the, 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 the vent, uh, you know, the pot. Yeah, that, the, that, the that, that, where it joins, where the duct joins yeah, the vent. Yeah, there's a metal, there's a typically a metal boot that goes up through the sheetrock that yeah. your register is on. And... Yeah. I'm thinking right around that is is where it's possibly leaking. Okay. In order to you know, fix that, or to, on newer to look homes, at it. on newer homes where where that metal boot goes in through the sheetrock is all caulked mm -hmm. and sealed. On older homes mm -hmm. like yours, they didn't do that, and mm -hmm. it, it could be something as simple as take that register down, 
caulk and seal around that to eliminate it. Well, that's good, and that answered um, a mystery there because I was trying to figure out is that something I'd have to do from climbing around up an attic or from the downside, but I can do it from inside. Just take the vent register, you know, the vent cover off, and then yep. caulk up there and put it back on, and that very well may fix it. Very well may. Now, if you get it down and it's already caulked and sealed around that, then mm-hmm. the other thing it can be is that that metal boot is exposed up in the attic. Uh-huh. Uh, not enough, not enough insulation around it. Uh, uh-huh. But typically, if that's the case, it normally would already be sweating. But like uh-huh. I said, it doesn't. It, it very, it could be that you're just getting a little bit, and so just the added shower humidity is what sets it yeah. off. Okay, that tells me a lot. I'm so glad that I called you because I was thinking, well, there's no need to call anybody because there's nothing that could be done about it. But that what you said makes sense. And it's something easy for you to check yourself as well. Absolutely. I will do it, and I really appreciate your help. Welcome back. Let's go to our last call of the day. Brenton Rosenberg, how can I help you? Hey, good afternoon, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I got a quick question here. I have a mid-1960s home, and it has that um, asbestos um, siding on the outside. I'm not sure what they call that. Yeah, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. It comes in two foot by about two and a half foot long, three foot yeah. long. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's it's starting to crack and weather, and uh, it looks terrible. And I, I really want to get a hardy plank on the outside. Do I need to remove that siding before I get the hardy plank, or can they just go right over the top of it? You will play pure heck getting a contractor go over the top of it. Yes. Now, I will tell you, as a homeowner, you can remove it, take it to the dump and dispose of it, and you're all legal. As a contractor, you can't do that. You you Uh have to have an asbestos team come in, remove it, quarantine it, all that, and store it forever from this day forward. It's just totally ridiculous. So if you want to get it off, Yes, you can take it off yourself. Just make sure that you're, you know, taking precautions and stuff. The other thing I will tell you, not all that siding was asbestos. Oh, really? It yeah. sure looks like it. It's kind of flaky it's, and crumbly. Yep, on, but you can't, uh, you, can't, you can't tell the difference between the ones that were asbestos and the ones that weren't. So should I get, a, get somebody out to take a look at it? Yeah, you know, it, it, it may not hurt to, to have it tested, but uh, at the very least, if you want to change it out, you may want to consider removal yourself. You can all leave right. all the nails and all the stuff for the for the contractor to take care of, but, you know, take the uh, siding itself off and dispose of it. Oh, that's going to be a big job. Yes, it is. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.